Hey guys, Sierra here. Real quick before we begin, I want to let you know that my husband Ethan plugs his uh, new podcast, The Generation Gap, in the episode. So since the time of the recording, they've actually rebranded. Their new name is Generation XYZ. Please check them out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the show. podcast where we discuss anything from true crime to the paranormal this is sierra and this is ethan standing in for alex and i apologize to everyone who listens to this show because i do not have the in-depth true crime knowledge you don't have to tell people that well it's true so ethan is my beautiful beautiful husband um, Alex is studying for a big test coming up, so please wish him luck. He really needs it. Yeah, I'll be here for the foreseeable future, I guess. A couple episodes at least. We don't uh, know about that yet. Alex yeah, isn't sure yet. Okay. We right. don't know. We don't know what's happening. I'm making promises I can't keep. Uh, Always. You may know me. You don't know me. From the Crooked Shelf podcast. The, the Generation Gap. Generation Gap Crooked Shelf is the namesake of this quote-unquote network that we run, and uh, Generation Gap is officially out in the airwaves as of the time of this recording, so check those out. Yeah, seriously, if you're into anything nerdy, um, I mean, obviously you like true crime, so you're clearly a big old nerd like us, you might enjoy those uh, podcasts. They're actually really great. So, as you remember, we started working on uh, The People's Temple. We were going to do a series. We had some technical difficulties, had to release a mini-sode. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I'm going to try to watch how much I say um, because I know that's super fucking annoying. And I've been listening to some of the recordings, and I get annoyed with myself. So, I really apologize about we're, that. We're amateurs, y'all. Like, we, we can only do so much. <laughs> True. I do want to, um, we did get a correction, so I do want to uh, address that really quickly. In our Eliza Lamb episode, we mentioned that it kind of pissed us off that nobody really said anything about the water being different colors or tasting funny or anything you might imagine when there's a dead body floating in your water supply. Well, a beautiful, great listener reached out to us. Her name is Sarah. I'm not going to say her last name. I almost did. Sorry about that, Sarah. She let us know that there are actually multiple complaints about that. I never found those, um, so it's just something I missed, so I apologize about that. But there were actually complaints about the taste, the color, and the smell of the water days leading up to the discovery of Eliza's body. So that case, as I said, is something that was super frustrating to me. I It drives me crazy. It haunts me. Like That is so scary to think about You know, this young woman traveling alone and then being found how she was found. So it I wish they would have found her sooner. I wish she wouldn't have died, obviously. Um, that's my whole thing. But All of this to say, you have created an official corrections form. Yes. Correct? So we have a new website. I don't know if you guys follow us on social media. But if you do, I uh, posted the website link, which is theoryandcrime.com. We are officially launched. I'm super excited. It's a very basic website right now. It's more is going to be coming as we evolve. 
So right now we have a contact page that is for literally anything. If you want to say hi to us, if you want to give us criticism, if you want to, I don't know, tell us your favorite color, please do it. We love hearing from you guys. That goes directly to our Gmail account. Alex and I both have access to that. We will reply. I reply immediately. But I created a tab on the website and you'll see a link that says, um, did we make a mistake? Click on that. If we did, submit us a correction. I will 100% announce it on the next episode that we record. I do not want to spread misinformation. The most frustrating thing to me is listening to a podcast and something that I know that the co-host or the, the host got wrong or maybe just didn't get the whole truth like makes me scream in my phone and kind of pisses me off and turns me off from a podcast. I don't want to turn you guys away. So I would love for you guys to correct us. We are not going to be butthurt at all. We just, you know, really want to put the best information out there. So just let us know, hit us up. That was a nice, that was a good plug for our uh, website. Yeah. Website in general. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's theoryandcrime.com. Uh, I'm sure I'll touch mu- touch more on it at the end when I give you our Gmails and stuff like that. So I really want to jump into this. I'm super excited about part two. Yes, it's been a while since you've actually sat down and recorded the first part. It really has. Uh, a couple weeks. So let me get back to my notes. And I apologize because I had this pulled up and then I started manipulating my screen sizes because I'm OCD and like to see everything at once. So, and then I just burped. Sorry about that. (laughs) We're also a couple glasses of wine. (laughs) Okay. So if, if you recall in part one, we talked about, basically I focused on Jim Jones. I think Jim Jones is this crazy, eccentric, narcissistic asshole. He's very fascinating to me though. We have very similar political beliefs. Um... And that is really scary to me. But I think it's good in this political climate because then we see people on this side that are kind of crazy and not just people on the other side that are kind of crazy. Yeah, he was actually like well regarded politically too. Like yeah. he had friends in high places. Yep. So not only did he have like friends in high places, but he was going and I and I know I touched on this, but I'm trying to give a quick rundown for anyone that didn't listen to part one, which if you didn't, I highly recommend going back and listening to you before I start getting into all of this. So Jim Jones would actually go into predominantly black neighborhoods and preach about equality and stuff in the 60s and in 50s even because it's something he so strongly believed in. Now something happened and he got power and went crazy. We see that happen all the time. Not this crazy, I will say. So... No, I I was reading that uh, Jonestown was like the largest um, loss of American citizens until 9-11 happened. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. He he went off the deep end. Yeah, he did. So let's, let's talk about that. So I know I had touched on the White Knights which were Jones and Jonestown members practicing. I don't know what the best word is to describe what they were doing. It was it was basically a rehearsal. It was suicide rehearsal. Jones would go on these drug-induced rants because this man was very, very high all the time. He would call out these white knights, wake everybody up in the middle of the night, go on a rant about socialism and communism and about how it's the future. And then he would make them drink this 
this red drink and or purple drink tell them they were gonna die in 45 minutes he'd have people act out that they were dying and then in 45 minutes he'd be like this was a loyalty test okay i was gonna ask like what was his justification like other than the clear fact that he's just losing his fucking mind right and the um assumed fact that this is a rehearsal for the real thing um, so, so that's what he said. He, he told them that this was just a test. Like, go back, yeah, go back to sleep now. A loyalty test. You, yeah. you passed. Basically. Okay. And, and, and that's not saying that everyone was super submissive and just did it. People thought there were defectors. I read a letter, um, from one of the defectors about these white knights. It's super heartbreaking. So if you're interested in that, go back and read it. You can actually also find a lot of Jim Jones's, uh, I guess you'd call them sermons, were recorded. And they're super, super easy to find online. I've listened to a lot of them. They they kind of shake me because I can listen to these words that he's saying, but then I think about what he's doing and it like almost doesn't mesh. I'd be interested to hear, to hear those and see if it's possible to separate them from the context that we know. Because we grew up only knowing, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid. It's right. become a parlance. Yeah, it's like a pop culture yeah, reference. Yeah, basically. So like I, Kesha mentions it in a song. So from what you've heard... I love you, Kesha. <laughs> Sorry. From what you've listened to, um, what little you know of religion, like... <laughs> Are they are they good sermons? Like, do they have do they carry a powerful message, or are they clearly from like the rantings of a lunatic? So it's really hard for me to separate them. I'm they are one hundred percent from the mind of a crazy man, but they're really intriguing. He's saying these things now. He does talk about suicide, and he talks about like whatever. Like, ignore all of that when you're like just listening to him talk about God, which he doesn't. He's a pa- pastor. I don't know what his official title is, like yeah. what he actually ba- basically is. Basically that. But, you know, I, again, I don't know much about religion. I'm not trying to offend anybody. It's just an ignorance. I think he was a reverend, actually. Okay. Reverend Jones, I believe. Yes, that sounds right, just from historical I'm sure context. I could scroll up in my notes and find it, but I'm not going to waste yes, time and do that. Yes, found it, found it. I found it. Reverend Jones. Reverend okay, Jones. so I apologize. All right. So, that's, that's just a technicality anyways. Technicality... Yeah. Uh, Never mind. mind. (laughs) Making references to other podcasts or almost. (laughs) Anyways. So he, he, he almost like leaves. I don't know how to explain it because he makes himself God. You know, that, that's a common narcissistic. Jesus. um, Messiah complex. Messiah complex. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. So they are, they are really intriguing. I, it, to me, it's just disgusting to listen to them. Yeah. Because I know what he was promoting. Now, given the time, if I would have heard them before everyone died, maybe I would have been like, hmm, this guy might know what he's talking about. Probably not. He was still kind of crazy. But I also feel like if I lived in this time in the 70s when cults were fucking rampant, I feel like I probably would have been in a cult. Like, I'm so, in, like, I'm so easily influence, influenceable. How do you say that word? What am I trying to say? I'm not sure what you're trying to say. Like I'm, I'm, like it's easy to get me to conform to, yeah, s- to, yeah. yeah. There we go. Now, see, That's I, perfect. I would be the opposite. Like I would be so suspicious of anyone who wasn't mainline Christian <laughs> that I'd be like, you're definitely a cult. No, I mean they, they really were. 
And plus, during this time, we did see a lot of cults. You have the Manson family around this time. You've got... Was, I, Bog, was the uh, Rajneeshis around this time? I believe it, because this was like, what, 77 that this all... Like 77, 78? I'm pretty sure that was a 70s time Well, period. I mean, 77, 78, it's like um, Guyana, Jonestown. But yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, but like, like all 70s were, yeah. So... Let me get into this. Just want to give you guys a heads up. This episode's probably going to be a little bit shorter than the last one. Maybe not because I talk a lot. Y'all know that. But I don't because <laughs> I have nothing to give. He's just my my way to Hype have man. a yeah my way to have a conversation <laughs> yeah. without just uh, talking. To I'll myself. contribute what I can. Okay, so let's get into this. I know I had talked about at the height of Jones. I keep burping. I'm sorry. This wine. At the height of Jonestown, there were about a thousand members. And to me, that's just kind of crazy. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. For one group. to just, <laughs> And are you talking, is, is the thousand people, is that that were in Guyana? Uh, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that country correctly. Um, or is that the entirety of the cult? Because there were people that weren't in Jonestown, There correct? were technically people in in okay, so you have Jonestown, and that's the the compound in Guyana. Yes, and then you have the People's Temple. Yes. So the People's Temple is the church. Gotcha. That Jim Jones is the reverend of. Yeah. So it's my understanding that there are a thousand people in the People's Temple, though okay. almost all of them were in Guyana yeah. because okay. nine hundred over nine hundred people died. Wow. Um. So I didn't know that when I first started learning about Jim Jones. I didn't know that the scale was as big as it is. I was thinking like 200 people died, which yeah. is still outrageous. Uh, of course. I, I never put a number to it, but I definitely never thought anywhere close to a thousand. Even like thinking of the, like the few pieces of media I've seen about Jonestown. I mean, granted it's just, because they don't have a thousand actors on hand. Right. But like, right. like in film, it, it never seems like anywhere near that much. And the compound seems like it's, I don't know, the size of a little Illinois town or something, yeah. you know, like a Midwest flyover state town. Yeah. But it, yeah, a thousand people. It's a pretty good size. Yeah. That's a pretty good size for, yeah. a, for a small track of land. So I want to talk about the couple days leading up to the, Mm, event event yeah i don't i don't i don't want to call it a suicide i don't agree that it's a mass suicide and i'll I'll get into that i yeah okay so i'm just not even i'm almost started so november 17th 1978 congressman leo ryan from the san francisco area went to to jonestown to investigate claims of abuse within the people's temple so he was getting communication letters from family members that were that had family in in Guyana specifically um, I'm sure I'm sure there might have been a few others just that were people simple members so <laughs> it's it's so weird to me because there were I don't have an exact number and I hate that I'll look it up if I can add a correction I will so a bunch of not I it's like a handful. I want to say it's around like 20 
but I don't remember exactly. There were people during Leo Ryan's visit that wanted to leave. Now, while he was there, everything seemed peachy. Okay. So, the, I'm sorry, did you state that this is the congressman? Yes. Right. Okay. So, and, and there were some news reporters with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, journalists. Mm-hmm. It's not just Leo Ryan going to visit. They, they just seemed like a little loony cultists. Basically. Nothing super crazy going right. on. Right. Not knowing. I mean, to me, it seems like five minutes before he leaves, it's, it's all going to go down. Like it seems very after he leaves. He had already left. Yeah. Okay. I I thought he was like chased out or something. No, he left. Okay. Oh, we'll talk about okay. it. <laughs> so about a, a handful. I want to say it was no more than like twenty or so people expressed wanting to leave with him. Now because Jim Jones was sitting up on his fucking stage watching everybody like a hawk, because he's this crazy fucking man. People were having to, like, write notes on, like, little tiny pieces of paper and slip them into journalist hands, slip them into Leo Ryan's hands. And anyone that would, like, come up and talk to him, there would be another member, which was usually one of Joan's inner circle, right there. Of course. That's how you keep control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? <clears throat> so, on November 18th, the group that wanted to leave... Uh, Went, got on the plane with Leo Ryan at the local airstrip. They were intercepted by Temple security guards, yeah. which mm, is a stupid fucking word for just militia for this church congregation. Well, what, do you, what do you expect them to do? They're gonna put they're gonna put on airs about everything. Oh, I know. I don't want it's just frustrating. Know. So, the security guards actually opened fire on the group. They killed Leo Ryan. They killed three journalists. And they killed one of the defectors. Can you imagine getting that close to getting out of there? And still being murdered. Yeah. You're the the one person who was on that. I don't know if they were actually on the plane, but in view of the plane. And. Most of them were on the plane. A couple of them were outside of it. Like, hiding behind the wheels of the tiny little, yeah. like, crop duster size plane. Mm-hmm. So, one of the journalists, his name was Bob Brown, He was, and he was one of the journalists killed in the attack. He actually caught some, a few seconds of the gunfire on video. And you can find the video. It's very easy to find. And it is, like, the most horrific five seconds I've ever heard yeah. in my life. And I, I'm not one for really... Like listening to that kind of stuff or or watching it, I don't I don't have a taste for that. That's not my thing. If it if it's yours, that's fine. I just I'm not into it. I it stresses me out, makes my anxiety super fucking high. It's already high enough. Uh, but yeah, you can find it really easily. Yeah, I have a sick curiosity about that stuff, even though it like highly bothers me. Yeah, I still seek it out. I <laughs> I have a a sick fascination with hearing like hearing the people talk before they before they do their thing like yeah. like hearing Jim Jones speak yeah fucking eat that shit yeah, up yeah it's horrifying even though there's nothing objectively like no, there's bad nothing. going on uh, yeah. well with Jim Jones there's a little bit but 
There's a little bit of crazy in there. But he was also on like barbiturates and yeah. cocaine. So it was that evening of November 18th, 1978, that Jim Jones ordered his congregation to drink a concoction of cyanide-laced grape-flavored Flavor-Aid. Flavor-Aid. He couldn't even get them real Kool-Aid. He had to get them off-brand Kool-Aid. Flavor-Aid. We drank Flavor-Aid when I was growing up. <laughs> we, we had a joke about Flavor-Aid growing up because, you know, Kool-Aid is, oh, yeah. Yeah. And we would we would yell, we would drink, we would make a thing of Flavor-Aid and yell, oh, maybe. <laughs> so I'm going to pull this graphic up for you real quick. I want to just show it to you. Because I know you guys can't see it. I'll probably post it on our social media because I love it. So it's a graph of the population in Guyana. So in 77, it was mostly just the people there building it. It stayed in the 40s and 50s until June and July. Then 100 people came. And then in what? September of 1977, there were over 600 members in Guyana. Wow. And then it just steadily increased. So I'll, I'll, I'll uh, save that and post it on our social media so you guys can check it out too. I, it's, all it is is just showing the growth. It's crazy how quickly they grew. I also am going to post some of the pictures that I found of, like, the entrance to Jonestown, of the commune. I think looking at pictures of the commune, because I always thought of it as something really small, too. Uh But then seeing all of these buildings, Uh and most of this is housing, because you got to house a thousand people. Now, almost all their housing was overcrowded because there's a thousand people. Yeah. It's like, it's ironic that it, how much it resembles a World War II concentration, concentration camp. camp. Yeah. So, so Jones ordered his members to, to drink the Kool-Aid. Like, yes. that's that's the reference. Yeah. Uh, Ke- what is the Kesha line? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like the first, like, it's in the first, like, five lines of one of her really popular songs that got a lot of radio play. I'll look it up in a minute. So, in all, 918 people died, including Jim Jones. Yeah. Now. But. Well, hold on, because I want to I touch on this real quick. So, I've mentioned a couple times that there were children at this commune, and I would like to say that 276 of the 918 people that died were children. Yes, I saw that number recently. They were sweet little babies that had no fucking choice. Yeah. We don't think about that aspect of it. No. When we think about this event. No, we really don't. We imagine it as all adults. And then as you said, it it is the greatest single loss of American civilian life in a deliberate act until 9-11. And 9-11 really doesn't beat it by that much. <laughs> like, when you're talking about that kind of scale, I mean, I know a shit ton of people died in 9-11. Yeah. But those numbers aren't that far off. So, I, I do want to talk about Jim Jones. I want to talk about his death. I think it's important when you talk about the people's temple in general one oh one more thing sorry before i before i get on my jim jones fucking rant so temple insider his name was michael 
who he had he had been to or oh my god sorry he had been ordered to deliver a suitcase containing temple funds that were to be transferred to the communist party of the soviet union yes i noticed this a lot in relation to the suicide is people like leaving all their belongings specifically to the ussr yeah and like there's nothing i can find that the specifically the ussr even gives a fuck about them right they they may have the same political beliefs but like nobody in russia gives a <laughs> damn about this group of cultists right. in south america right and and yet like my favorite my favorite thing i read is this note from a deceased resident says, I, Marceline Jones, leave all bank assets in my name to the Communist Party of the USSR. The above bank accounts are located in the Bank of Nova Scotia in Nassau, Bahamas. Please be sure that these assets do get to the USSR. I especially request that none of these are allowed to get into the hands of my adopted daughter, Suzanne Jones Cartmel. For anyone who finds this letter, please honor this request as it is most important to myself and my husband, James W. Jones. Wait. James? Is that Jim? Is that is Marcelin his wife? Um, I just put that together because I've only ever heard of his Jim. You're actually asking a really good question. I don't know his wife's name. I'm going to try and look that up real quick. Yeah. Yeah, his full name is James. I've only I mean, I knew Jim. his I knew his name was so that, James. So that would have to be his wife or one of his wives. I don't know if he's one, one of, his, of those. It could have, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I don't know that he married multiple people, but he definitely slept okay. with everybody that would yeah. sleep with him. So I just, you know, stumbled into that being really <laughs> historically significant because that's his wife. But still that is so hilarious to me that she left it to the USSR and explicitly said in a legal note not to leave it to their adopted daughter. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Anyways. So if you search, just just a quick tidbit, if you search for the People's Temple, it says not to be confused with the Temple of the People or People's Church. <laughs> <laughs> These people don't want to be associated. No. Well, I mean, Obvious, I wonder obviously. Why. Yeah. So th- that guy that I was talking about, Michael, that was ordered to take the briefcase... <laughs> the soviet to the soviet union which is i don't know why it's funny to me it just is he actually i'm laughing and then i'm about to say this he committed suicide in march 1979 just about four months after the event he had sent several notes to people and he had also written like a 30 page statement about the people's temple i want to know what that says there is a reprinted copy in the San Francisco Chronicle. And I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard to find. I have not tried, but I am going to. And if I find it, I am posting a link to it so everyone can read it. Because I want everyone to read it. Yeah, I'm curious if he's if he ended up being for or against the events. Like if his suicide was... Uh, hate to say this but like a normal suicide like if it was due to the tragedy and like the weight of that or, right. or if he just chose to join them sometime afterwards kind of like heaven's gate yeah yeah people still hanging on there okay so i want let's i want to move on to jim jones but i also don't
because there's a couple other things I want to touch on. So I'm trying to figure out the order of things that I want to do this in. So Michael Prokes, the guy that killed himself, it, it was actually really interesting. He, after his 30 page thing had been printed in the San Francisco Chronicle, he arranged for a press conference and he read the statement to the eight reporters who attended. He then excused himself, went into the bathroom, and fatally shot himself. Wow. That's dramatic. So there were a couple other things that I want to mention. There were some um, defectors who lost family members, obviously, because a lot of people, their entire families were in this commune, and only, like, they were able to escape. Some people... Like, there were, um, the Bogues family had defected. They lost their daughter, who was 18. And another man that defected lost his son, who was five. So, I, I, I feel really bad for those people. Because they are people that tried to leave and couldn't take their kids with them. And that, in itself, must have been one of the hardest decisions to make. I'm not a parent, but I can't imagine making that decision. Yeah, and I honestly can't understand that decision. <laughs> well, unless there's you, another family member there with them, like that could have been. But you leave when you can leave, and if you can't take your kid, if it, I would take my kid, or I would die trying. Like I would not leave my child behind unless there was more family there with them, and I thought that they could get out too. Yeah, you know. I mean, that makes sense. I just. I I don't get it, of course, because I've never been through anything that fucking tragic, but I get it. So, Jim Jones died when he had nine kids. I would like to throw that out there. <laughs> he died from a gunshot wound. So, he did this whole... It's this thing. Okay, sorry. I'm trying to organize my thoughts. So this whole event is considered a mass murder suicide. Yes. Because Jim Jones ordered everybody to drink the Kool Aid. They did it. Is that a suicide? I think it's both. Just like the title that they gave it suggests. No, they're calling it a murder suicide because Jim Jones was murdered, and well, never mind. Cause yeah. That's not how murder suicides work. Yeah. <laughs> It's both because there were perfectly okay. consenting adults that were that committed suicide. They were deprived of basic human needs. Okay, they were still there were still people of their sound mind, I'm sure, consenting adults that killed themselves. But there were also people who were lunatics who were being deceived by this man. Yeah. And there were children. Yeah. So that's murder. Even though he didn't pull a trigger, he condemned them to this. Yeah, no, I 100% yeah. think that it's murder. I I don't agree with the suicide part. But that's because what I, what I was trying to get at and I was just mixing up my shit was that I don't think Jim Jones killed himself. I don't think... Gotcha. I don't think he could have killed himself. Well, there's evidence that he didn't, right? There's evidence so that it his, was an underling. His son thinks his son. that he did not. The... What are they called? Aut- um, like the, the official autopsy, the medical examiner yeah. said that the, the wound is like consistent. There we go. Consistent with a suicide. Okay. 
That doesn't mean somebody else didn't shoot him. I mean, it kind of does, officially, but... If, well, yeah. just... And they could have mocked it up to look like that. But what I'm saying is, I could shoot you right here where you would shoot yourself, because you're right-handed, and they could say it looks like a suicide. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's a suicide. He was found dead on the floor, resting on a pillow near his desk chair. Okay, you look at me like that really means something. <laughs> so did he just... Did he, like, sit in this chair... Like, act like he was going to shoot himself, like put his fingers to his head, fall into the floor to figure out where this pillow needs to be, or did somebody fucking kill him? Or he killed himself and then somebody repositioned his body onto that pillow. Don't touch crime scenes. They aren't cops. And this isn't a crime scene, according to them. It is. It's a big one. It's a very big one. So, one, one other thing that I think is important to note is that his his blood levels after, during the autopsy or like when they, you know, yeah. evaluate you, whatever. He had phenobarbital in his system, which is super lethal to humans when you don't have a tolerance to it. Yeah. So he had been on it for a long fucking time. Yeah. I mean, we know he's crazy. Maybe that's what led to the craziness. His drugs, yeah. drug use could have been. I mean, we like. I'm not. Con- I'm not saying that people that use drugs are bad and then are going to go crazy. But we know that drugs have a pretty yeah. negative like, effect why on are you your trying brain. To brush over that, like you're trying to be like socially conscious about drug abuse. Like it's. Because we're not I, saying that you're a bad person. It's just fucking it's scientific fact <laughs> that it rots your brain out. Like certain drugs. Right. Right. You know. Like, like LSD. <laughs> so. I'm trying to make sure I don't... Marceline was his wife, by yeah, the way. I, I mean, find that. I think we figured that out. Okay. Sorry. She was also found to have been poisoned. Okay. So he has surviving sons. How many survived? Because he had nine so kids. he has nine kids. Let's Looks like three? The name three survived? Lou, Agnes. Lou and Agnes both died. So only two died at the scene. Anyway, so his his surviving sons, so Stephen, Jim Jr., and Tim didn't partake in the mass suicide because they were playing with the People's Temple basketball team. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So. You can't let a freaking suicide cult interrupt your match. Like, you you got a game. (laughs) They were playing with uh, against the Guyanese national team, too. That's awesome. Yeah. So they had to have been pretty good. Why did they schedule that basketball game at the same time as the biggest event in their history? Well, I'm not sure. I think it was so his sons didn't have to die. But Mm. fuck his other kids, I guess. Yeah, fuck everybody else. Yeah, and literally everybody else. So he picked his two least favorite. (laughs) That's fucked up. But yes, you're, you're right. Um, I'm trying to look up this Kesha reference. Oh my god. What does it matter? I want to... I looked it up. It's from Blow, and it's the dumbest ass line. I don't know why you're bringing it up in your true crime podcast, as if it matters to what we're talking about. I'll tell you right fucking now what it says. Tell me. Here. Oh, you're going too slow. Just keep talking. I... I, Um... I know I had mentioned this... I think I mentioned this last episode... When I was talking about Jim Jones 
um, just by himself. And But I want to tell you, Ethan, that Jim Jones was charged with lewd conduct for masturbating in a movie theater restroom. <laughs> and that's just something we joke about a lot for some reason. I think because we talk about Pee Wee. Yeah, yeah. He's, Whatever his real name is. Yeah, I can't remember. Kesha's line, back door cracked, we don't need a key, we get in for free, no VIP sleaze, drink that Kool-Aid, follow my lead. That's what you're looking for? Yes. It is literally only a reference to this because of drink that Kool-Aid. Everything else is her typical early career garbage. It's not garbage. It is garbage. I love Kesha. Okay, that's fine, but her early stuff is garbage. Okay, anyway. So yeah, Kesha makes a reference to Jim Jones and the People's Temple. So, um, she kind of doesn't. She totally does. So so with with this with this masturbating thing in the bathroom, he was also known for homosexual activity. I'm saying it like that because I'm using quotes, air quotes. He goes on record later telling his followers that he is the only true heterosexual, <laughs> but he was having sex with both men and women in his congregation. The only true heterosexual. What does that even mean? Does that mean everyone's gay but him? That's the ultimate thing that someone in denial is going to say. Oh, right. Like, it's ridiculous. There was also some accusations of sexual abuse. In the temple? Go figure. By Jim Jones? Yeah. Specifically on male members. I mean, I'm sure on female members too, but we know that females are less likely to report. Yeah, true. Well, that's the least surprising thing about all this. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say? Wow, that's an abrupt end. (laughs) 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 Sorry I can't give you the back and forth that Alex can give you. No, it's actually been really good. No, um, yeah, this is crazy. It still reverberates, you know, throughout our society. Mm-hmm. Like, me and Sierra weren't even close to being around whenever this happened. Like, our oldest friend was still a baby whenever this happened. Yeah. So, was he? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. he was probably like two, three years old when I'm this happened. Ask him about it. So, yeah, he, he is coming oh at this God. from the same context as we are. I should have had him on the podcast. I could have talked about his experience going through it. He would it, have no being experience. A toddler. Yeah, he's like three years old. <laughs> now, he, he may have a different perspective, but I doubt it because he'd be a baby. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, so it it shows how impactful it is that it's still being talked about today and not just on like, you know, little niche true crime podcasts like this. <laughs> like it it's referenced everywhere. It's referenced in Kesha songs apparently. In Kesha songs. Because yeah. we covered that as much as we covered the suicide. <laughs> um Yeah, it, it's Leave me alone. It's interesting. It's it's darkly fascinating. And Jim Jones was actually not Jim Jones, but the People's Temple was one of the things that really got me into true crime. Um, John Wayne Gacy and Jim Jones yeah. were my two like selling points on true crime. Like that's what like the research on it. So I can talk about this literally all day, yeah. and I will. So please email us at theorycrimepodcast at gmail And also visit our mistakes page on our website. On our website, yes. And let us know if we messed anything up today or in the past, and we will. Shout say, shout out your name. You say we, like you do this regularly. I'm part of this right now. Okay, that's fine. So it's we. 
Okay. Give me some credit here. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll shout out your name or your handle or whatever you're comfortable with. And we'll, yeah. You we'll, don't even have to put anything if we'll you don't say, want to. We'll say, you know, what, what we got wrong and we'll cover those mistakes. We'll correct it. I will fact check it, like not to be rude, but just because anybody could come and tell me some bullshit and I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> but still, credit where credit's due. Oh, Yeah. So, you can visit us, our website. It's theoryandcrime.com. You can email us at theorycrimepodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Theory and Crime. We, if you don't want to go to our website, I've worked really hard on it and I won't be that offended. You can just email us corrections. We have a whole separate email for that. I mean, you can still send them to theorycrimepodcast at gmail.com. I'll still read it. Um, I still check that email all the fucking time. But the new one, let me actually look at it because I will say it 100% wrong because it's really long. While she's looking that up, uh, if you're listening on iTunes and you like us, like mash that five stars. I think it's a five-star system. Yes. If it's a 10-star system, don't mash five stars. Mash 10. Um, anything. If you listen anywhere else that has a review system, give us a good review. If you want to hear more of us and yeah. if you want to see this higher on or on a chart at all. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to be on a chart. I'd love to let more yeah. people listen. Um, I, I, you know, I want us to get out there. I want to spread information about these cases, especially like our missing persons cases that are unsolved. Yeah. Like, that's huge. You got that email? Yeah, so our corrections email is theorycrimepodcastcorrections at gmail.com. Awesome. Yeah. I also want to plug again um, the Crooked Shelf podcast. It's not time for plugs. Too bad. Um, and I don't know the order of things, so I'm just going for it. Crooked Shelf Podcast that uh, you'll recognize the voice of Alex. He co-hosts that with me. Um, this It's just a general nerd podcast. We just talk about whatever we're interested in for the week. Uh, that comes out every other week. We're on a brief hiatus just uh, because of the same reasons. Uh, Alex is off of theory and crime for a couple episodes. Uh but we'll be back. And also, we just started releasing uh, The Generation Gap. That's my podcast with my friend Chris Wyman, where we talk about... Cause he's 14, 15 years older than me, so we're, we're, we're in two different generations. But we, we talk about things that spanned generations and how each of us experience them from those different perspectives. So, for instance, we talk about Star Wars uh, because that stayed culturally relevant throughout both of our lives. We talk about our experiences with anime, uh, and it's not just nerd stuff. We even talk about the uh, most recent one that we recorded. We talk about our different experiences with malls growing up, because malls seem to be dying, going by the wayside, and kids don't seem to be hanging out at malls anymore. So we talk about that for an hour somehow we managed to. <laughs> so that's everything going on with me. Um, one last thing. If you like what you hear and would like to support us, you can check out our Patreon um, that is patreon.com slash theory and crime. We have different levels. You can support us for $1 a month. You can support us for 5 10 or 20 They all come with different perks. Check out the Patreon site. There's a link on our website. If you don't know how to get there, um, just click go to theorycrime.com. It says Patreon. Click on that. It'll take you right to the webpage. Um, gives you all the information, tells tells what all our perks are. For um, instance, uh, mini-sodes, uh, as we released uh, two weeks ago, right? Yeah. We released that mini-sode that Kurt Cobain whenever mini-sode. we had some problems. Well, that 
you know, typically you have to be a Patreon member to listen to those mini subs. So if you like that, subscribe and check out the rest of what we got up there. We're really proud of it. Yeah, and we'd really appreciate it. Um, you get a shout out if you subscribe for a dollar or more, which you can't subscribe for anything less than a dollar. So you get a shout out for subscribing, which is nice. Yes. Well, is that in the Minnesota or in this? In this. In the in main. This? Okay. Yeah. You have a patron. You going to shout them out? I can. Yeah. Well, you just said you do. Well, so shout them out. Well, we shouted her. We've shouted her out. You're Am only sh- going to do that once? Well, once a month. You only have one patron. Shout her out every fucking episode. Lord Voldeshort. We yeah, love Lord you Voldeshort. so much. You are the first and only patron so far. So you Don't get exclusive and special perks because we have the time to focus on you. <laughs> if we start blowing up, well, you know, who knows? But if we do, then we can't make any promises, but... Uh, yeah, enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, she actually, um, I'm not going to say her real name just in case anyone looks, but she actually talks to us a lot on our Facebook page, and we really love that. So if you are interested in chatting with us, um, I often just use my personal Facebook page to comment. So you can stalk me. Just kidding. I'm super private, so you can't see anything but my pictures. But I'm cute, so you can come look at me. Jesus. <laughs> I think that's it. I don't know that I have anything else. Yeah. You know, I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Thanks for that input. It, it is fun to be part of this, though. And uh, if Alex is still gone, you in know, two weeks. in two weeks, I'm happy to be a part of this. And I'm glad to be talking to your guys as listeners. You guys are uh, the peak of the Crooked Shelf Network, at least right now. Um, which is why I'm plugging my other, our other stuff twice because <laughs> you have all the listeners. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see you guys uh, next time. Yeah. All right, guys. So this has been Theory and Crime. This is Sierra. This is Ethan. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.